Listening Dog Media. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tires. Hi there and welcome to the Offside Rule podcast. We get it brought to you by Continental Tires, getting you to the game safely and back. Kate Borsay (laughs) is joining me today. We are in the depths of one of London's oldest nightclubs, nearly a hundred year old Café de Paris. Kate has hot-footed it from her busy schedule to bring you a very exciting podcast. But there's just the two of us, you and I. (laughs) We've let Lindsay go, haven't we? No, we haven't really. Um, Lindsay's busy with lots of work stuff at the moment so we're tucked away in in a kind of a heavily rock style velvet clad room in the depths of this old beast of a place and I'm going to sound really old here I remember coming here back in the day Hayley so do I <laughs> I think I remember seeing Bradley from S Club 7 one night I was like surely that was far too modern day so we have a couple of good topics today we're going to end our podcast Look at a spooky theme. We've got a Halloween starting 11, and we're going to get you to get involved. Kate and I have a couple of suggestions as to who we could maybe put in goal up front, midfield, defence. You're going to love some of mine, by the way. I haven't just gone on the internet and looked at a list. I actually properly thought about it last night at about 1am. I've got some great, well, I thought they were great results. (laughs) I haven't looked at them again since. They will be. Mine are pretty good, actually. (laughs) It's quite Manchester united base mine but I was like well they could be the red devils there you go that's my thinking right one of the things that came up in the press this week I was very surprised at Carlo Ancelotti supposedly set for a surprise debut on the big screen in next year's Star Trek sequel that we're all looking forward to this is true apparently we'll give you the details of it we're going to look at some other footballers who've maybe appeared on television more so than movies we've had a previous chat in other podcasts and mentioned the likes of Beckham and Cantona and their kind of movie role but we're going to have a look at footballers who unexpectedly just mm. popped up on your screens. I'm just trying to imagine Ancelotti as a, a Klingon or a Vulcan, perhaps. I mean, he's certainly got quite a high brow lines. So I'm intrigued to know as to what Ancelotti might be featuring as in this movie. 
Yeah, me too. Whether it will just be an extra walk-on part or a <laughs> full-on... He said it's, you know, it's a cameo role, so we'll wait and see. Speaking of a big role, the biggest and most important role in, in all of world football, the FIFA candidacy. We have many men in the running to be the president to take over from Seth Blatter. But who would you put in the mix to lead world football? I really struggle with this. I thought this was a really easy topic, thinking it could be sensible, a little bit outlandish, just pick someone who you'd like. And the sensible candidates were pretty tough to come by. And actually, the kind of silly, funny ones were just not realistic. No, I know. It's difficult, isn't it? And eight people are now officially candidates for that presidency. I'm surprised by how many of doff their hat, put it into the ring for that. Mm. A complete mixture of candidates as well. So that in itself is quite exciting. But yeah, we're going to turn it on its head, offside rule style, and give you what we think in an ideal world or in a world of ridiculousness, as we often dwell in that kind of world. So we're going to give you who we think should be uh, the man or woman in charge. Yeah, and, and that topic is actually called Salmon, Champagne and Sex. They all feature <laughs> as candidates. They do. We have a shake, we have Jerome, and we have this guy who's, whose surname starts with, with the name Sex. Hi, I'm Eddie Jenkins from TalkSport. Yeah, and I'm Paul Hawksby from TalkSport. And you're listening to the Offside Rule podcast. Well, we start, however, not very sexy when you're a manager, deep in trouble. Mm. The October doom and November predictions. Eight managers have now left their jobs in the month of October alone in the top four English leagues. That's right. It's not looking great in Scotland either. Three Premier League departures with Sherwood, Brendan Rodgers and Dick Avocat all leaving. And a total of 14 managers have already left clubs this season. League one with the most departures, five so far. And League two with the fewest, just two in fact. So who could we be? looking out for in this next month as a potential sacking and why so Kate over to you well I've chosen a championship manager but I do just want to talk about Mourinho quickly he could be gone who knows by the time in fact some of the people we speak about today could be gone by the time that this podcast comes out he won't stop getting himself into trouble will he I can't see him going immediately, but he's behaving like a petulant child and it really reminds me of his days at Real Madrid when he knew it was numbered. He behaved not very well. He fell out with the press. We know he didn't turn up for his post-match interview, did he, after that West Ham game? So surely he's got to do something quite spectacular to try and turn that around. And Sherwood actually was in work after that Aston Villa game and I was cutting up his post-match comments and I loved the question from a reporter who said, you know, are you worried that your phone's going to ring? He just, in typical Tim Sherwood fashion, turned around and said, well, I'll just switch my phone off then. <laughs> I was like, oh, mate, I don't think you switched your phone off, did he? And he was gone within a few hours. Look, there has got to be more to come. Let me get yours and then I'll go on to mine because I wonder if we've doubled up on this. Yeah, I think maybe we have. I've gone for Neil Lennon. Yes, yeah, so have right. you? Well, I, I, I have a couple of others who I tried. Yes. I tried yes. to go for. I looked at Levante. I thought I'm going to have a look at La Liga and see what things are happening there because I think David Moyes is on his way out of Real Sociedad. Mm. Maybe not sacked, but he had a really good win at the weekend, a much needed win. Two struggling sides, Levante up against Real Sociedad, and he played a blinder. Had a great game really positive in his post-match comments which were in English uh, but he can speak a bit of Spanish now which is great but he wants to make a move back to the Premier League or up in Scotland perhaps so I think he may come back but maybe not to be sacked I'd looked at the Levante head coach as well there's a great story there but they'd already sacked him by the time (laughs) I'd looked it up Mark Cooper who was sacked and uh the chairman's taken charge. He's given himself the manager's job. And this has happened yes. before, hasn't it? So Cooper was in charge for 26 months, relie- relieved, however, of his duties after a really terrible run for his League One side. 
They'd lost seven of their last eight matches. So Swindon, they got rid of uh, Mark Cooper after that defeat at Millwall. Final nail in the coffin. And Lee Power steps in and says, yep, I'm going to take temporary charge, but I will definitely not be the club's next permanent manager. The last win came 11 games ago. So mm. they're really in the mire. And the, the chairman's literally stepped in to save the club. But who's he going to blame if something goes wrong? It's only himself and himself to blame. We always joke about this sort of thing happening, don't we, where the chairman just gets so fed up with the team selection that he marches in and does it all for himself. It's happened at Swindon. Let's chat about Neil Lennon quickly. Do you know, I really hope they don't get rid of him because it's not really his fault. The owner of the club wants to sell. and Phil Gartside, he's chairman there. I think he's still backing Lennon. Lennon had a terrible set of injuries to deal with recently. And I think the arrival of Shola yeah. Amiobi states the intent of the club and they already looked better against Leeds. Mm. They did manage a draw at the weekend. That's the good news for Neil Lennon, but he's got to build on that. And a draw against Leeds at the moment, you can, I guess, call that either way in terms of how easy it is to perhaps get a result against a side who are also in a certain amount of flux. They have scraped only one league victory this season so far. That was over seven weeks ago. So he is undoubtedly under pressure. They had three defeats on the bounce, but as I said, a draw at the weekend has perhaps rescued things slightly for him. What's interesting um, about Bolton is I think to a certain extent, Neil Lennon was on a bit of a promise and what he perhaps shouldn't have done is listen to Gartside, listen to the owner there as to what the intent of them was. And actually we kind of saw what happened as Doogie Friedman really imploded there. The whole thing went terribly wrong and the fans thought that Friedman didn't have enough passion and so when Lennon arrived, they're absolutely overjoyed by the fact that this uh, guy would be coming in with you know loads of passion, loads of intensity, loads of fight about him. And that certainly looked like when he arrived that things were going in the right direction, but they only just stayed in the championship. They're bottom at the moment of the championship. And I think the playing budget there has been something like rumoured to be halved. So it's not really fair what's happened to Neil Lennon. Um, he's just got to stick his head down and do something about it. He has shown a bit of frustration, bemoaned a lack of quality at his disposal and then Shola Amiobi arrives so perhaps the club are trying to do something about it but I am worried for him yeah yeah I think Shola Amiobi pretty much saved his bacon I really do I know they are bottom only on goal difference but I think they are going to start getting goals I think Amiobi will be relishing the fact that he can be a hero at a club and Lennon will enjoy having somebody can score goals they haven't got anybody we desperately need a bit of peace and quiet around here at Café de Paris, but people are starting to arrive to enjoy their night as Kate and I are huddled in the red and purple draped velvet room. I'll leave it there as far as uh, Bolton are concerned, but I think, yes, Neil Lennon was a bit of a hero keeping them up, but you have mentioned those massive injuries. He's brought in quite a few players just this week to try and get them some goals. Young, promising teenager as well from Manchester City they brought in on loan, so he's going to have to make a few signings as well in January to just keep them up. That's if he lasts that long, but at the moment it's not looking like He's going to have to perform some magic again, isn't he, with those loans? He did uh, um, a couple of good ones. Adam Lafondra, amongst um, others at Bolton, pulled a bit of a masterstroke. Let's talk Barnsley. Lee Johnson quickly. We can't ignore this. Five games on the bounce they have lost not good at all for Barnsley at the weekend they played Fleetwood another defeat for them Fleetwood are also struggling it doesn't look good when your struggling club has a defeat against another struggler does it bit of a captain of a sinking ship perhaps at the moment he remains adamant that he's the man to steer the ship quite how long the club will see that I have no idea I think you've got a way up haven't you with a lot of these clubs what investment they've got who else they're going to attract can they attract someone better in do they get someone in just to try and create a bit of a shake up just to try and um, stop that kind of hex perhaps at the club but yeah not looking good for Lee Johnson either (laughs) 
Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. So the FIFA presidential elections and this whole race for the names to be down on a list for the candidates. It's already gone in. I'm very surprised that there aren't as many ex-footballers mm. on that list who can get these letters to help with their campaign. Where's the Figos, the Zicos and the Ginolas? I was getting quite excited about this. You know who we have got? We've got the ex-captain of Trinidad and Tobago there, David Naki. He's an ex-footballer. Not very prolific though. And no women. I really yeah. thought we might have just give us one woman, please. But no, it appears this, we're... This is FIFA case. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Slightly controversial. We're going to have a look at maybe somebody that you could put in charge that you think would just really shake things up. You just want an honest, strong, old-fashioned man or woman who knows football. Sir Alex Ferguson was my first choice. However, he's enjoying retirement. He can't be bothered with it. He doesn't want to tarnish his wonderful decades-long career at Manchester United and before that as manager with the brush that you are tarnished with at FIFA. Not saying he would ever get himself involved in any corruption. By all means, I absolutely don't think he would. But as soon as you step in there, you kind of question, oh, what are they in it for, don't you? I think you do just a little bit. I forget that Michel Platini played football. Of course he did. He was one of the world's greatest footballers. But I kind of forget it because he's almost been tarnished slightly. Yeah, well, look, he's got to try and fight for his candidacy, try and get votes whilst he's serving a suspension, a 90-day suspension, to try and clear his name over that loyalty payment. (laughs) Whatever that means, no one quite knows. So I think you've got to go for someone completely outside FIFA, haven't you? Someone completely new to it. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you need an honest person. Do we go for a man of religion? The Pope. (laughs) Perhaps the Pope. Where are the Brian Cluffs of this world? Where are the no-nonsense men who will sort out the people who are there just for the paycheck amongst the other people who are there for the paycheck and a little bit extra? Not that I'm casting any names at that one, of course. I was also thinking about Sam Allardyce. Actually, I was just thinking about men in our game, women in our game, who are straight up and honest and won't take any flakers. So I thought about Sam Allardyce. I just want someone straight talking. Um, I also want to put forward a couple of women. These have been widely mentioned, but I'm going to give them a bit of a showcase again. Moya Dodd and Lydia Nascara both have sat on FIFA's board before. Nascara is on the International Olympic Committee, so we've seen one organisation there completely reform. She's been a part of that. In fact, both of them ran for a role at FIFA. They went up against each other to be FIFA's new first female executive. Um, it was Nascara who won that, actually, but we shouldn't ignore uh, Moya Dodd either. She played for Australia, so a player in her time as well. Also vice president of the Asian Football Confederation um, from 2009 onwards. These have been trailblazing women. You know, These, these are women who've had to cope with comments. Have a look at what Sepp Blatter said about Nascara when she was elected as uh, FIFA's first female executive. It's quite shocking. He'll probably deny and want to wash all that over now, but the fact is these women have been trying to do something about the global game and have been trailblazing, but I just think, unfortunately, it's probably a little bit too early for them. Yeah, definitely a little bit too early there, but, but there is hope that one day when the next person comes in and is president, things will start to change, things will become more transparent, and we will see a, a real shift. Eric Cantona, I'd love him in there. <laughs> He's got a lot to say on football. He's worldly. And he's European, because I don't think they're going to go for a European. I think they're going to go for somebody from Africa or, or from Asia, somewhere like that. 
Or what about David Beckham? He can do oh. no wrong. He could have a team behind him making the decisions, but as a mouthpiece. David into this again. Yes. <laughs> I know he's good looking, but we can't shoehorn David Beckham into this podcast again. But I, I mean, look, I'm going to say I think this is a little bit beyond Beckham's yeah. remit. Um, I don't think Beckham will want to get involved. In fact, even if we choose a good person, will they even want to do it? Mm. Different Beckham fans, Beckenbauer's name to been mentioned. And I remember reading out the news on Sky Sports News with the whole slush fund. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, I kind of get what that is. And, and one of my co-presenters said to me, why are we using the word slush fund? I said, well, it's like when I say to my other half, I don't have one. But if I did have a lovely boyfriend, that I'm saving up some money <laughs> to put towards some household items. Maybe, I don't know, a new rug. But really, it's for shoes. Oh, I see. That's how I described it. Yeah, because he's in trouble as well now, Beckenbauer. Yeah. There, there doesn't seem to be anyone associated with FIFA who we can attribute to this because everyone has been muddied somewhere along the line. I'm casting, in fact, I've just talked about two women who are associated with FIFA, so perhaps I should rewind on that a little bit. But it's really, really tricky to find someone. Do we just ditch FIFA and make a whole new organisation up? Oh, that could be another topic, couldn't it? Actually, I just want to finish on a serious note because I was looking into all these different candidates and I was really shocked about Sheikh Salman. Quite serious here, but I do want to mention it. He's been accused by Bahraini human rights groups of helping to identify footballers and athletes involved in democracy protests back in 2011. He was head of the Bahrain Football Association. He's much respected. He said he doesn't want to be paid for working at FIFA. He just wants to do it for the good of football. He's a member of the current ruling royal family, of course, but security forces put down mass led protests calling for political reforms. Many people died. Lots of people arrested, detained and tortured and they said it was down to him. He has said I cannot deny something I have not done. Such accusations are not just damaging, it's really hurting. Some people have a gender on their table. However human rights groups are getting very, very strong about this but he is one of the favourites right now and I just wonder if this is going to blow up and become even more political and that's the last thing that we need. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. Right. Again, as we mentioned, if you're uh, just listening in, there's a few people arriving for their evening's events at the club that we're in in London. We're just huddling away in in the corner here discussing very serious matters of FIFA whilst they're just wanting to discuss cocktails and dancing. Check out exclusive football content daily on OffsideRulePodcast.com. Now, we mentioned, didn't we, Carlo Ancelotti reportedly set for a debut on the big screen, the former Real Madrid manager making the most of his sabbatical after leaving the La Liga Giants in the summer, according to Gazeta de la Sport. Since he left his job, he's been enjoying life, having a few holidays, but he's got a cameo role in Star Trek Beyond. Mm. Mina Rizuki will be thrilled. She loves Carlo Ancelotti for the obvious reason. But yeah, she'll be absolutely thrilled. Well, let's have a look at some of the footballers that maybe also I found a couple starring in films about to come out or just appearing on TV when you'd least expect. It's jolly nice, isn't it, when a random footballer pops up. Do you know what? I was having a think about people who become footballing stars because of TV. So I flipped it on its side a little bit because I was thinking about um, the reality show. I don't know what made me think about this. Do you remember Football's Next Star with Jamie Redknapp? It's where they had a group of lads and they had to identify. In fact, one of them won it. And part of his prize was, I think, a six-month professional contract at Inter Milan. So it was quite a hefty prize. And I think Redknapp worked with some of the coaches there in the development of these players and it was won by a chap called Ben Greenhow. He didn't do so well as someone who didn't win but what he 
he did do is he ended up playing for a couple of non-league clubs. He signed to Maidstone. He actually made an appearance, or appearances, in the Scottish Premiership for Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Not bad, but the most successful player out of that show, um, Connor Smith, he signed a professional contract with Watford. He has made some appearances for the Premier League side, but currently on loan at Stevenage. That was about it for my kind of people who are made into stars and then go on to play football. A couple of shouts out for a few other things. On the couch with Peter Crouch. You're the woman to ask about this. What happened to it? Wasn't it supposed to be a Sky show? Wasn't he supposed to interview like the Gallaghers or something? Great name, but what happened to it? He's just too busy still playing football. Maybe he thought he was going to have a bit more spare time, but no, he's busy popping out a few kids and, and having to train. No one wanted to share the couch with Peter Crouch. Dion Dublin on Homes Under the Hammer. Now, actually, everyone who might be like, what? That is random. Dion is a bit of a property mogul, as a lot of footballers are. I watched a couple of his first programmes. One thing sticks out to me is that there's some pretty cheesy lines in Homes Under the Hammer. If there's a double entendre, if there's a cliche to be had, it's normally done, whether it's through music or whether it's through scripting. It's almost its own work of art, isn't it, in amongst all those mouldy old toilets and dilapidated buildings. And one of his first shows, I noticed that Dion's detective work was particularly good. He went into a house that obviously had dogs living in it and said, this house might look rather rough, but it's got potential. Oh, straight in there, Dion. He's been totally inducted into the Hall of Homes Under the Hammer. Wow, that's pretty cool. But I was slightly dubious about that at first. I thought, how is this going to work? Was there a pun in that about the dubes? Yeah, yeah, the dubes. Thierry Henry. I did not know this until I started researching this topic, and I should have because he's a Sky Academy ambassador with us at Sky, and he's, of course, working with me at Sky, doing match days on a Sunday, Monday night football as well, and the odd Saturday night football. But not just that, he's going to do his coaching badges in the hope of actually one day becoming a manager. He wants to be the manager of Arsenal, where obviously he played for eight years and was, was a legend, but... He's going to be in the film Entourage. Oh, he's already filmed that. it. He's filmed parts. And Jeremy Piven has actually tweeted. He's, he's got that amazing character, oh. Ari Gold, who's just absolutely brilliant. I think Thierry might be playing himself. I'm not sure. But he's somebody who's just out walking his dog and he must have stopped to have a chat with him or something. And Piven then praises Thierry for his role and tweeted, at Thierry Henry, your cameo skills kills my man. Thanks for being <laughs> such a pro. Legend. In it, yeah. I didn't know Piven was such a wordsmith. I saw him at um, around the pool at Shoreditch House, and he's tiny, oh. and he sort of walks into the pool area because I, I love his character. I think he's yeah. a great actor, and and he was totally like his character. Oh. He was not like shouting and stuff, but he was very charming, very kind of performing to the room or the pool, as it were. Jimmy Bullard, we all know Jimmy's been on Sky. Questionable commentating uh, talents, uh, might I say? That came from me, by the way, not from Haley. <laughs> but perhaps he's more suited, Haley, to his new show on London. Live. They did a couple of pilots. Apparently the first one went okay, but the second one, he said, he had a complete meltdown and walked out. That's not very professional, is it? He said, we sat down and I said that I had to do what I feel best and go with it. And once I was myself, I think maybe they were trying to make him into something else, who knows? He said it started to go swimmingly well. And that's apparently started already. I haven't caught it myself, but it's not on the couch with Jimmy Bullard. It's called Jimmy Bullard Kicks Off. Another nod to the inventive football-themed names there. Recently, at the end of September, did you know that Matt Letizia, it was on Countdown. Did you catch it? Haley's got this as well. 105 points he scored. He did really, really well. It led someone on Twitter to joke that he could represent England, but of course he'd probably nearly almost just miss out. 
he likes being in television shows because not only was he on that, he's on this new assault course kind of programme. And I don't know what it's called, but it's like a gladiator style, other athletes. I guess you could put footballers in there with athletes. You can now, but back in his day, it wasn't quite the same, was it? (laughs) You know, up against these... uh, not so recently retired athletes just doing challenges. I just never had him down as that at all. But there you go. He did. And he does. You know, when you're mentioning Jeremy Piven there coming out to the book, I think of him as Mr. Selfridge. Yes. I just love him in that. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Mr. Selfridge. Just wanted to get that in. But I was thinking of him, you know, the old fashioned clothes just coming off yeah. into his little speedos and slight of a man just <laughs> slipping into the RE gold trunks and swimming away at Shoreditch House. Lovely. Lovely. He didn't have speedos on, by the way. He was just fully clothed. I tell you who I have seen in speedos, the God's Honest Truth, in a very hot, sweaty situation in Doha, Pep Guardiola. Oh, oh see? Actual I can, speedos. I, I, I can imagine that there's a lot of body hair sort of around that area. I can't remember. I think I was just so shocked about seeing him in his speedos that I was just, I didn't really take too much in. And I, I, I think I tried to look away rather than looking at him to, <laughs> yeah. to stop him from feeling embarrassed. But I think he just, he was enjoying the attention of all around. Graham Lasso, by the way, was on Countdown with Matt Letissier. He was in the dictionary corner. Um, here's a quick one on the reality vein. Um, not about footballers, but do you remember Wags Boutique on ITV2? Yeah. I say this because I had to go and spend a fake afternoon with them in the shop, in one of the boutiques for TalkSport when I was working there. And when I think about the Wags there, most of them are no longer Wags. In fact, one of them, Cassie Sumner, was already not really a Wag any longer when she started the show. Michael Essien had bought her a BMW, but that was where their arrangement finished. I met Nadine Bircham, who is Mark Burcham's other half, Crystal Sidwell as well, the lovely Steve Sidwell's wife. She's very lovely. And also Kevin Phillips' wife, Julie Phillips, who was like the mum of the group. Very nice ladies. Do check it out. It was where two groups of wags set up rival clothing shops because what else can they do with themselves? Two rival clothing shops just off Carnaby Street. Have you ever seen anything like this? I'm Ricky the Hit Manhattan and you're listening to The Offside Rule. We get it. Women talking about football. Do me a favour. And finally, a spooktacular finish to our podcast. Oh, 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 oh. I am the count. I could count to 11. And this is our Halloween 11. Well, well Kate, you were going to find me a back four. Lindsay was going to check out the midfield. I had a goalkeeper and a couple of strikers. But as Lindsay's not here, obviously, we might leave that up to the podcasters. I have a couple of midfielders oh, if I could I throw in well. there. Yeah. yeah, I've got options. But if you go on to at Offside Rule Pod, which is our Twitter handle, you can maybe give us some of your own. And then if you do, we know that you've listened to the end of the podcast. If you're still listening as well, go and vote for us in the FBAs. Yes. It finishes voting on the 30th, however. So not long to get your votes. And apologies if you're listening to this afterwards, but it's a football blogging awards. We've been nominated and shortlisted, and we are absolutely hoping to win because if you're in it, you're going to have to win it. So let's just move on. <laughs> Please get voting. Please, please, please. If you go to our Twitter, you'll be able to see how you can vote. And let's start with the goalkeeper, Tim Cruel. That was quite obvious, wasn't it? I found you Najib Ghoul, who plays in Algeria. Very random. I was up very late researching this last night, so there are a couple of random ones in here. Let's go with the back four, shall we? By the way, it's a shame, because I've just gone with current players. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that Batistuta is no longer playing isn't it yeah John Cemetery Jonathan Spector plays for Birmingham Indigo Calderon 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 yeah Yeah. Brighton player um, Satan Brains what that is an actual player no Leighton Baines (laughs) 
Oh my god, I need my brain. I don't have one sometimes. It's Davy Weirwolf. Oh, oh uh, no, well, he's not really playing, is he? Still. George so Weir? Can... FIFA Weir? Yeah. Not playing anymore. Well, yeah. Yeah, they have to play right now. Perhaps he could be our assistant manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've got Petter check under your bed for my other goalkeeper so he can maybe be on the bench actually yes. Yakubu yes. he's playing out in Turkey at the moment for Kaiserspor Robin Vampiracy 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 yeah. 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 those are the ones I came up with myself these are the ones that I found on the internet Charlie Adams family yes, love that them, brilliant yes. and you've already mentioned him Peter Crouch trick or treat a crouch treater Peter oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's getting bad isn't it I really hope no one's listening in outside they wonder what on earth's going on I also found you a couple of reserve strikers Ricky Van Wolfswinkle oh yeah Wolf oh. yeah Patrick or Treat Bamford Patrick or Treat oh. Bamford I like yeah. that as well yeah. yeah yeah midfield Stephen and Zombie rather than Nzonzi plays for Severe doesn't he now Sean Fright Phillips that was it for me <laughs> That was the sum total of my late night research. Oh, well, that, that's pretty good. I'm really pleased with that. So if you've got any more suggestions, please have them coming in. And also vote for us. You just need to put, I am voting for the Offside Rule pod in the FBAs, which is a football blogging award. So you can find our Twitter, find their Twitter, and just make sure you have the two in a tweet. And hopefully we'll win. And if we do, we'll do something absolutely extra special on the podcast. Uh, I don't know what it will be. It might be visual. We could film it, put it on YouTube. I'd just suggest that we open a bottle of champagne and uh, make, make the bottle last the whole pod, which will yes. be quite an achievement for us three, has to be said. By the way, the next podcast being recorded straight after the Continental Cup final, which is on this Sunday, 1st of November, in Rotherham, at Rotherham's uh, New York Stadium. Very excited about that one, as uh, Arsenal take on Notts County. Very excited. So do join us, by the way. Do say hello to us if you're in Rotherham on Sunday. We'll be uh, doing a podcast with a special guest. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. We hope you've been listening in too as well, Lindsay Hooper, as you're currently uh, trying to move house. But uh, thank you very much uh, as well to Continental Tyres, driving you safely to the game. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.